0: Hey, this is Coach Hecum, retired coach from Northside High School, and it's crunch time.
1: studios of WPLY, in the middle of Central and Southwest Virginia, this is Crunch Time. Your go-to program for area high school football and beyond. Now, your host and Crunch creator, Carl York.
2: Welcome to the
3: weekend, high school football fans. It's Crunch Time, baby! That's that is my new... There you go. Sound, sound like you got a little cough there this <laughs> yeah, morning. Cold. A little cold a little coming cold. Cold. in, you know. It is fall. Yes. I am working on that. So, Good morning, Central and Southwest Virginia. Wow, last regular season weekend, big matchups that decided a lot last night, guys. Yes. Uh, And we saw some great games, Uh, the Crunch Crews all over the place. Uh, District champions were crowned, Uh, playoff positioning uh, is being decided. We still have games today, so we can't really talk about you know where who's playing who yet? Uh, they'll figure all that out this weekend. But um, matter of fact, Jimmy and I are going to watch uh, Glenver at Giles. Okay, this afternoon, which we think is going to be a great game. Uh, and there's several games around the state that are being played today. But um, um, and you know, and I got to say, I'm amazed at how much the schedules changed uh, post pandemic. You know, you didn't right. have your traditional ending games. Uh, maybe that's the way it's going to stay now. But, I mean, it used to be that Salem played Pulaski yep. County the last uh, week of the year. That didn't happen. Um, but they they switched it up with a really good Patrick Henry game. Yes. And so that was the yeah. game I was at. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, uh, certainly uh, EC Glass LCA. Wow. Yeah.
4: Big game. Big game wow. last night in this area. That, that, yeah. was,
3: that was big. Um, Jefferson Forest Liberty. I like that one. Okay. Uh, you know, Battle of uh, Bedford County right there. Rustburg Brookville. Yes. That one was tight. Uh, Radford James River. Uh, Radford kind of got away from James River, but uh, again, uh, good good teams going at each other. Uh, Northside Franklin County. Uh, Battle of the Williams, Bird, and Fleming. Right. You know, yeah. I always like that one. That's that's the way the seasons are ending now with those guys playing each other. And then plus, across the state, you know, we start looking at teams across the state because, you know, our better teams that are going to go in the playoffs are going to play these guys. If they you got it. it. Yeah. So, Broad Run Tuscarora. How do you say that, Jimmy?
4: Tuscarora. Wow. Lost. Yeah, they lost. Though, they lost. Right? That's right.
3: Yeah. Broad Run Tuscarora was a big one. Dinwiddie Thomas Dale. Okay. Um, that was a big one. Phoebus Oscar Smith. I'm telling you, man, there were some big games. Uh, there were some big games last night, and there's some big games today. We're going to talk more about that. We also, uh, I want to call this out because um, I was talking to Brian Hoffman, hoops, at the game, yeah. at the Salem game, and he said uh, he's going to have to catch this show later because he's going to be at the Sandlot Super Bowls today. Look at that. Ooh. How about that? So that's pretty cool. Uh, four of them playing. You know, so, a game's going on right now. It's like the tiny, the little, the little guys all the way up. Are these the Dave Ross balls? Yeah, I think they are, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say these are the Dave Ross balls. Yeah. yeah so Dave Rossball, you know, I wonder if he hands out bowls of food or something. He's cereal. cereal. <laughs> it's early. It's early in the morning. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. Fruit <laughs> loops, yeah. yeah. Fruit loops. Dave's pretty creative. He is. You gotta Probably. watch old Dave Ross. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. So uh Captain Crunch here. It's uh for us, it's week thirteen of the uh, radio season for us covering high school football, and it's uh week eleven of our Regular season, they got 11 to play 10 uh, 10 games uh, in the regular season. But, you know, this is our crunch time high school football coverage. Um, And, you know, we bring you, if you haven't tuned in, surely you've tuned in by now, but if you haven't tuned in, you know, we cover high school sports uh, for the next two hours and some college, um, certainly. And and just to throw out some college stuff, so we had our first four um, top four playoff teams. They finally did that and And there's a couple of shocks in there to me, okay. I mean, you know the they didn't exactly follow the 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 a p yes, poll. Mm-hmm. and I you know, they look at a lot of different things. They look at you know who you play. they look at um who you beat and how bad you beat them they they look at a lot of things, but um, you know, we'll talk about that later too, but um, you know, just to you know tease a little bit, where are you, Cincinnati? Yeah, and hello, Michigan State exactly. <laughs> how to get give it away. Here?
5: You know, how'd you get here? Yeah, you know? how'd you
3: get here? So but those things will get settled too as we go forward because they they've got to play in some cases. I mean, Michigan State's got to play Ohio State. Yeah. They just beat Michigan, so you know, that's how they moved up there. Cincinnati, I don't know if they you know, they beat Notre Dame earlier this year, but they I don't did. know if they play anybody um, good enough, if there's anybody good enough on their schedule to help them any.
5: And that's the thing that, you know, when they start looking at who belongs there, yeah. it's that strength of season, you know, schedule. Yeah. If if that strength of schedule is not there, it's you're going to suffer for it. See, I don't, I, you know, I understand that, but I don't like it. Well, nobody likes it, but it is one of those things where you sit there and, you know, you start taking a look and you're going, okay, you know, Alabama every week is playing the SEC, right? You know, so when you lose to a ball, te- you know, a ball team in the SEC, it doesn't hurt you. But then you start looking at the Bearcat schedule and you're going, okay, who are you guys playing? Well, we're playing, you know, a small school down in Florida that nobody's ever heard of. Right. And we're, you know, we're rolling 60 points on them. Well, guess what? You're supposed to roll 60 points up on them. That's what, you know, that's who you are. And, yeah. but that, that's where we run into it, to where you sit there and you say, hey, SEC's waited more this independent school nobody knows about uh we're not gonna you know we're not gonna give you the credit you know but I don't like that I mean you know look at
3: coastal Carolina right last year I mean you know BYU thought uh, when they put coastal Carolina on the schedule a few years back thought well this is you know we'll take that win and go home
5: uh-huh. right no well and that's what you run into because you run into teams that will sit there and they'll say hey um, hey this is Michigan. Can uh, you guys at Appy State play us a little bit? And yeah. then next thing you know, Appy State's beating them. Yeah. And, you know, hey, this is JMU. Well, uh, a tech here would like to play you. And JMU rolls in and beats tech. You know, it's one of, you yeah. know, same way with Liberty. There, you know, there's sometimes where you call and you say, hey, can you play us? But you got to remember too, Carl, with a lot of these smaller schools, that one game pays for their entire year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a million dollars to you know to walk into Virginia Tech and say, "Hey, we're here," and you hate to say it to get our head beat in, right? But we know we're going to lose this game. You know, that's that's the whole anticipation of this. But at the end of the day, it's also their Super Bowl, their national championship. That's well, true because you are playing a big boy, right. and if you can roll in there and you can beat that big boy, what did you just do to that big boy? You you hurt him. Mm. You hurt him for the whole season yeah. because that's always the game. To this day, what you know when we talk about JMU, you know they beat Tech one. You know, yeah. Hey, and
4: I, I was at
5: that game. Exactly. And that you was, know.
4: you know, I, I don't go to many Tech games. Right. And I was at that one. Maybe that's why Tech doesn't want me there because I was <laughs> exactly. there. At JMU Maybe. one. I don't know, yeah. but but it was it was very shocking to be there that right. game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
3: Well, so. you you mentioned Appy State. What's our nickname for Appy State? Well, a lot of south right yeah, there, yeah, buddy. South. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that is. Uh, we got a bunch of a of top players down there. We love that, uh, So um, this morning, we hope to have uh, Coach Burt Torrance of Rushburg on the line. Um, you know, love to talk to uh, Coach Torrance. Uh, we've got some post-game comments from the EC Glass LCA game, courtesy of Jimmy and Josiah. Did a great job with some interviews there. So we'll have Coach Woody and um, Coach Rocco. So we're looking forward to that.
4: Um and I just, hey, and just let me, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, Carl. Yeah. Let me give a quick shout out to uh, Coach Woody. Because uh, during our little uh, uh, interview last night, Co- Coach Woody said, hey, we love the show. And he said, by the way, I'll be listening to it in the morning as I'm driving to Hampton, Sydney. So shout out to Coach Woody. Thanks for listening. Nice. There
3: you go. Nice. Um, all right. So, uh First, we got to thank a few of our sponsors. Uh We spread these guys out, but Haley Toyota, Haley has it for less. Chuck Baker and all the fine folks over there. Uh, can't say enough uh, good things about them. I mean, if you're looking for a vehicle, you got to start with them. They support local, um, and that's who I want to buy my vehicle. I actually bought a vehicle from Chuck over there. So, there you go. Um, uh, and it's it's worked out
4: great. And US, it's nice. It's a nice one. It's
3: nice. U.S. Yeah. Cellular, uh, fantastic uh, sponsors. Uh, if you... Well, one of the places you can pick up the Crunch, the printed Crunch, is at any of the U.S. Cellular uh, retail stores. Uh, those guys have been great and uh, love, love doing uh, the Crunch with them. Uh, the Dogwood, the Dogwood Restaurant. Yes. Uh, I'm telling you, it makes me hungry every time I say it. Uh, great sponsors. And then Tater Benson of uh, MKB Realty um, has joined us, and uh, uh, Coach Benson. I uh, used to be the coach at Bottata a good while back, and now his son's playing at James River, yeah, you know, so he lives over there on the line and and uh, so a uh, fantastic uh, um, partnership with him, and we really appreciate it. all right, so we got to keep things moving here today. so let's circle the campfire Saturday morning quarterback time, uh spreading the love around. so you know our crunch games last night were uh, Carroll County at floyd county um. We we took that game it was a great game, right? Uh, LCA and um, EC Glass, another really good game, and then uh, Mike and I, uh, Mike the Machine, Dermont and I were over at uh, Salem and Patrick Henry. So, Coach, uh, uh, let's start with you quickly. What what caught your attention?
5: Last? Well, what caught my attention last <coughs> night was. Probably about 10.30, I got a text message, and uh, all it said was, boy, you got that one wrong, didn't you, Coach? Oh! And I was like, wow, Jimmy, how can you It beat? wasn't me.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> but no, uh, let me tell you, I, I really thought, let me tell you, with that uh, with that game last night, you knew that you were going to see two gladiators going at each yeah. other, and you did. We got everything we were anticipating out of that ball sure. game. Uh, I still got much love for the Hilltoppers. I think these guys are going to go far. You know, that's, that's the thing that you're looking nice. at. So, uh, but I tell you what, LCA, that's a different animal there right now. And that's last right. night, as you know, sitting there at the house watching this game and seeing, you know, when I say that, I have the capability of seeing all these football games in the state. <laughs> uh, so, you know, sitting here watching these ball games last night, you see things that sometimes you don't really see in high school games. And with LCA right now, you're seeing that D1 talent really start to show its face and to show its head. And so watching that last night, but I'll be honest with you, it it was a good win last night. EC Glass has nothing to hang their head about. These are the games that, in, in my mind, that you learn from because, you know, you got beat by a better opponent last night. You know, sometimes you do things to help get beat, sometimes yeah. you just run into a, an opponent that's going to get you it was a it was a good game three quarters and then it just kind of you know left them there at the end of the it ball was 28, game
3: 28 21 exactly into the fourth going into the fourth quarter, yeah. the fourth quarter. And,
5: and i mean they
4: they certainly i was there yeah and um you know love being able to be at uh liberty university to to see any game it's a right. photographer's dream because the lighting is so great but uh yeah, I mean, they were in the game, and, and there's a comment I'll make in a little while that okay. uh, was really kind of cool about one of the players from E.C. Glass, a statement sure. he made. which um, But, you know, it was—and and no, I, I wasn't going to text you and say a word, Coach. <laughs>
5: I knew you knew. Right. And I, I also, knew,
4: yeah. you know, I, I, I just went with what I thought. I wasn't for LCA. I wasn't against E.C. Glass. Right. I just went by based off of what I had seen. And yeah having not seen E C Glass, it was right. it was they, they certainly had their opportunities and could have, you know, really changed the sure. game.
5: Yeah. Well, and really I had could've. somebody ask me that this week. Somebody yeah. said, you know, I can't believe you're taking one team over the other. And I'm sitting there going, well, Look, there's two teams playing. We're having fun with this. Yeah, this is yeah. what we do. Now I want I want every single team in this state to be successful. But when you start seeing momentum and you start seeing things, you know. But I, I really feel somewhere along the line here, EC Glass, you just kind of didn't hear about them there. Yeah. And they're really a good team.
4: Yeah, and coach, I would say now, I mean, not not being able to look into the crystal ball as you do, right? I, I haven't. I'm trying to get that down, but I haven't yeah. got it yet. <laughs> need, yeah, but I would say there's not a team in the 4A they're gonna face that is as good as Liberty Christian. Right. So I mean, they yeah. held up pretty good they against did. them. So they did. you know, that that's to say hopefully uh E C Glass has, you know, some time left to continue to play. Right. You yeah. know,
5: and, and a big shout out too, last night to uh Cave Spring. Best season since 2016. How about that? Look at that. On their way to the state championship. On their way to the state championship. Only five years. Four counting. Four. Four years. Excuse me. Four years. So, wait a minute. No pressure, Coach Leftwich. Nope, none at all. (laughs) None at all, buddy.
3: Well, I I tell you, you know, I appreciate the the comments and everything. I will say about Jimmy's comment, though, that there's a a team south of Richmond that might take exception (laughs) to not being compared with LCA, uh, which is called.
4: Denwitty. Yes, I Uh, I would still stick with my. uh, Oh, oh, look at that! I like it. Very nice.
3: Very nice. All right, so um, great, great comments there. Uh, So Jimmy, did you have anything? We're going to talk about the game in a little bit, but anything else to add to the LCA um, Easty Glass before we get into the?
4: No, I I would say I I'll, I'll add some things when we actually get into the stats, but um, you know, it was a it was a great night for football and cool weather. Nice there, so great crowds, and, um, you know, it was just a, uh, you couldn't ask for a a better game, and, you know, E.C. Glass held their own, you know, and could have made a, you know, push, and things didn't go their way, but, you know, they didn't go their way because they were playing Liberty Christian, too, so take nothing away from what those guys did and what Coach Rocco has plans to do and hopefully the next several games.
5: What was the crowd like last night? Yeah,
4: it it was uh, obviously a large uh, crowd for Liberty Christian. Not as many for E.C. Glass, but you sort of get lost in that big stadium. I mean, there was probably a lot of people there. Yeah, It's just when you gave it a quick glance, there obviously was a lot more people there for Liberty Christian, which you would expect, but uh, E.C. Glass seemed to be a little more spread out. Maybe they were social distancing a little more, Coach. I don't know. There you go. Yep. Well,
3: that, that stadium, like you say, I mean, the way it's shaped and everything, I mean, it can be full and not look full.
5: Right. Well, and that was the thing. When I was looking at the camera last night, it, you saw, you know, some fans, but you were like, wow, this yeah. is such a big game. Yeah. But like you said, the way it's laid out, there's right. a lot of people in there, and you don't realize there's a lot yeah, of people in there.
3: It's really interesting.
5: Our game was Salem-Patrick
3: Henry, and it was really a good one. I mean, the score's not indicative of, you know, the, the, the how the game played out. I mean, Patrick Henry uh, jumped on him early. And really showed some some life. Uh, but, you know, Salem is just, they just wear you down. Yeah. And the way they wear you down is Cam Lefwich. Wow, of course. Uh, I mean, he is a jackhammer. <laughs> yes. I mean, you you can hit him, and you can get him down, and you can stop him for a short game. But you better be ready to do it a bunch. Right. Because Holter's going to give him the ball, and they're going to run that, that one gap, that zero gap. They're going to run right up that center. And uh, I don't care how... Your linebackers are when he's got a five yard run, sure, and you got to sit in the hole and plant those feet and and you know, square those pads up. Uh, you know, you do that all night and it it changes your disposition.
5: Well, you know, one of the things, and I think it was uh, Chauncey Logan, yeah, last night somebody asked him, said, you know, what do you think about Leftwich, and he goes, I'm glad he's on my team. (laughs) And it's like, and that he's the guy, he has really taken over, yeah, you know, that hey, give me the ball. Give me the, we watched it with, you know, we watched it with Rice at Botta time to where you could sit there and you say, Hey, give him the ball, just Mm. give him the ball. He'll take care of it. I think Cam level, you know, he's lost 15 pounds. He's getting, you know, slimmer. He's getting faster. He's getting, you know, he's this, you know, little Sherman tank coming through here. Not so little. Yeah. Not so little, but boy, when he goes through there, like you said, you give him five yards, he's going to take 10 yards because it, because he's running with a full head of steam to get you, but. He he's their go-to guy right now.
3: Hey, and Patrick Henry's defense played great. Their defensive line and linebackers really right were keyed up for this game. I mean, they did not let Salem just do what they wanted to do. It was a good game, but we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that. So, hey, but we've got a great show today, highlighted by our U.S. Cellular Crunch Hotline call with Rushburg head coach Burt Torrance. We'll get to that in a few minutes here. Uh, also on today's show, are Haley Toyota Legends of the Game interview former Northside coach Jim Hickam. Love hearing Coach Hickam talk. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people in this valley and in this state and in this country that uh, have played for Hickam. Yes. And and uh, just love the man. And, and uh, you know, uh, so it's great to hear, you know, to, to be able to interview him and hear him talk. Um, so uh, let's uh, you're listening to Crunch Time on WPLY. Let's go to a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Coach Bert Torrance. Heiner's bread has been a staple in homes and on kitchen tables for over a century in this part of the country. No artificial preservatives, a low-fat, cholesterol-free food made with 100% pure vegetable shortening. Whether it's old-fashioned loaf, 35 wheat, or 35 white, and that 35 means only 35 calories a slice, choose the great taste of a product from this region, Heiner's. When you're shopping the grocery store aisles of your favorite store, think local. Think Heiner's. Since 1905, Heiner's bread.
1: Hey, Ronald, Chuck Baker from Haley Toyota. It's our 18th annual Yes Member celebration. Yes, we have a great inventory of local trade-ins, certified Toyotas, and Haley-preferred cars to fit just about any budget. Yes, new inventories are at an all-time low. However, we're not taking advantage of the shortage by using market adjustment stickers over MSRP. Come order yours now during our Yes Member event. Yes Member means saving thousands on your next new or used Toyota. And yes, Haley has it for
3: less. Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili tastes good on hot dogs, nachos, burgers, fries, and more. Check out tailgate-friendly and dinner recipes on CustardStand.com. Available at Kroger or a store near you. The
6: NFL Barber Twins for Pittman Construction. A Ronde, football players know a lot about building
7: be at the top of our game, we build on our knowledge and skill every day. And our former Cavalier teammate, Walt Deary at Pittman Construction knows a lot about building, too. So call Walt for your construction projects, whether you're remodeling or building from the ground up. Pittman Construction will go the extra yard just for you.
6: Call Walt or his dad, Bud Deary, at Pittman Construction at 427-2001. That's Pittman Construction at 427-2001.
8: Do you like a haircut from a barber that actually listens and gives you the great haircut you deserve and at a great price? I'm Deanna Brunel. And I'm Deanna Phillips. And together we are Mama D's Barbershop. We're located right behind the coffee pot on Brambleton. Just look for the 18-foot barber pole. Make a appointment on Facebook or stop in for the same-day appointment. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until 6, and Saturday until 3. Mention Crunch or this ad, and you'll get a free deluxe shampoo. See you soon at Mama D's Barbershop. I'm Bramerton.
5: What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? teach your grandkids to fish. Hi, I'm Stuart Barnes, a private wealth
3: advisor with Emerius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services,
5: LLC. And I can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call us at 540-769-0052. Our office is located at 3140 Chaparral Drive Southwest, Building C in Roanoke, Virginia. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC.
3: all right welcome back to crunch time everybody this is the u.s cellular crunch hotline and we have russberg head coach burt torrance on the line coach how you doing this morning i'm doing pretty well yourself good man i love that raspy voice i know you coached last night because you are loud out there
10: (laughs) (laughs) yeah from time to time but i I, you know my, my, my wife has a has a bone to pick with you with that picture you put of me in that crutch band. Now, oh, you, you got to like come that. up with a better one than that. Come she, on, but She
3: doesn't like that? She doesn't think that's accurate?
10: <laughs> <laughs> she actually said that was a pretty accurate uh, depiction of me. Man. There you
3: go. <laughs> hey, very impressive first season in a tough district uh, that you are very familiar with now. Um, for those of you living under a rock uh, the past uh, two decades, uh, Coach Torrance uh, is a past-time two, uh, two-time state champion head coach. From Northside, I think it was 2009 and 2013, and then for the last I don't know five years or so, you've been uh, coaching with Coach Bradley over at Heritage, and now we're we're so glad to see you at Rusburg, uh, heading heading them up there uh, and doing great things over there, Coach. Um, and first of all, gotta gotta talk about this I, uh, uh, last night though seven 0 nothing, a tough loss at Brook you know to Brookville, but man, what a game! I mean, uh, you guys just get better every week.
10: Yeah, we, um, you know, it, 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 it's a process that, um, you know, that anybody that's you know taking over a program that's not already you know established um, knows that it's, it's going to be a process. Uh, but you know, we're, we're not we're not happy, um, obviously, with the uh, with the outcome. But um, you know, we're very pleased with how you know our kids performed, and and the you know it was a, a great football. You know, game between two really good football teams. Um, and just so happened that you know, we came up on the short end of the stick,
3: absolutely. Sounds like you got a young recruit in the background there, too, coach. You get
10: you're getting them ready, yeah. Uh, little boy's getting ready to turn one year old on Tuesday, so uh, he's excited about his little first birthday party this afternoon. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome.
3: All right, so now I, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I, I gotta say, you are one of the loudest coaches on the field. I mean, I don't know. Uh, how you have a voice on Saturday mornings and we can hear your raspy voice but you know I, and I've known you for a long time I've followed you and we've talked and, and you've done crunch with us for forever at different places but have you always been a very vocal head coach? Have you always been that way? Yeah
10: uh, you know it, the, the stadium's empty in my world <laughs> um, I mean it, 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 it's a practice you yes. know it, it's a and and so and the game is, how do i do not put this pro- properly? <laughs> the game requires passion. Yes. And there are different ways that people show passion. Um, some are very stoic, um, in, in, in their, in their mannerisms and, but they're still passionate about the game. Um, that's just me. Um, and, and I was that way as a 23 year old assistant. And, to, uh, you know, now a you know, 48 year old head coach. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it it's, you know, some mamas, you know, you're yelling at my boy. And, and No, I'm not yelling at your boy. You know, I'm, I'm I'm passionately correcting your boy and passionately encouraging your boy, um, to be his best. And then that's, that's essentially what we want is, is each young man to grow, um, as a young man, um, and, and the game, Provides so many opportunities uh, for you um, to meet adversity, to develop character, to um, depend on someone else. Um, that, you know, it, it's, you know, offense is about, you know, violent uh, activity up front, um, precision, excellence, and, you know, in these skill positions. Um, defense is about puzzles and fitting in your. Your specific place based off of what you know your opponent does. So I mean, it it, it requires a, a you know and, you know the kids are like how, how you how do you see that? Well, I, I know the system. I know where right. you're supposed to be, and um, I know how you fit. So uh, um, you know, we, we're getting there and then i'm 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 very, very pleased with how my you know how our kids you know performed last night. i just I wish for them they could have you know come away with the w
3: yeah, you know uh it's interesting you talk about that. i mean, um you know, your kids always have really responded to you and and uh um you and I've talked a good bit about uh, a lot of that in the past, but you know a lot of what you're talking about though are, are qualities and 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 things that. The kids, uh, the young men, will take with them into the work world. They'll take with them once they leave uh, the football, the game of football, and it'll really help them. And uh, I, I just love hearing your passion about that, and I, I, I know you've always been that way. Um, but let me let me talk a little bit about your your team there this year. Uh, you know, first of all, you you have some great coaches with you there. I mean, fantastic mm-hmm. assistants. Um, but you know, this program has to remind you. Of, and I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to put any pressure on you or, or them, but, I mean, it has to remind you of some of the state champion type teams you've had in the past. Now, I know, you know, it takes a lot to be a state champion, but it, it feels like some of the teams, some of the, you know, the school that you've been in in the past. Um, and you and I have talked a little bit about that, but can you talk about, you know, the feeling of that community there? Yeah,
10: it's, um, you know, the, the, the draw i you know i i was i was happy at 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 heritage you know i was, I was happy with the work with brad um you know i he gave me the for an opportunity which no one else you know did um you know this side of uh richmond um <laughs> so I, I was i was pleased um you know because you know i when you know when i when all shook down it it could have been a situation where you know i could have lost everything right you know i would have had a retirement, and the whole, you know, my whole life could have been, you know, ruined. Um, but at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, uh, I was looking for a spot that was going to be um, not, not the same because nothing will ever be, you know, Northside and then the decade I spent there, yep. obviously, um, which I loved. Um, and you, you talked about how those situations carry – You know, carry themselves over into life for kids. Um, Well, it's designed for that. But when your head coach gets accused of crap like I did, uh, they begin to question some of the things that you taught them. Right. That was one of my biggest. That's why I was so bothered by, um, and still bothered by, um, you know, all that and the way it was handled within the within the media, and why I don't deal with the media. But um, (laughs) here at at Brushburg, you know, I I, I applied for that job and wanted that job because I felt that the community was very much similar to what I had at Northside, Um, and I thought, and I know there's a tradition of excellence there. Um, You go back to the '90s and '80s and into 2000. They, I mean, state championships. They have three state championships. That. Um, and I really felt like that it was a blue-collar type of community that really resonated with, with, with my personality. Yep. Um, and then the way I felt saw, saw a game being played, and so that's why I went after that job. And then people, Some people thought I was crazy, but at the end of the day, um, I'm happy, and um, I'm really enjoying the kids, and uh, and they're they're getting there. It's going to be a process. It's going to be a lot of growing pains. But at the end of the day, um, this year we're just laying a foundation. That's our first level. Um, And then let's see kind of where we go from there. Yep.
5: Coach Torrance, good morning. It's Coach Leftwich. Tell me, you know, we refer to the Seminole as the SEC of football in this area. (laughs) and. Tell me, what's the difference here with the Seminole? And, you know, you, I know you spent years with Northside, the Blue Ridge there. Uh, what's the similarities and what's the differences you see between the Blue Ridge and uh, the Seminole District?
10: Well, um, I guess the only real comparison that, that you can have for it, um, it for me, is it, it's kind of like playing Salem every week. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, when I was when I was at Northside, it's a uh, every week there's a uh, some type of you know jug that you're playing for, some type of trophy you're playing for. I mean, there's there's just a rich tradition that I felt immediately upon getting the job at Northside when the the words Salem came up, um, and uh, we you know so that, that's the only real and so when people talk about it being you know seminal of the um of virginia that that's kind of why there's just a a driving um oh, sense of anticipation each and every week uh because of long standing rivalries um because of uh um just uh and, and it it's it, it's it's blue collar. You know, there there's there's obviously lots of skilled kids there, um you know, throughout the Seminole. Um but it's still a physical brand of football that happens each and every week. Um there's a commitment to excellence within each one of the, you know, programs. Um and and it just it's it's hard to duplicate that and and you know, when, when you make this you can't you can't sleep any week. You know, you, you, know, we were, you know, four and five football team playing last night against a really good football team. And I don't know whether you know, the kids, you know, at Brookville, you know, took us lightly or what have you. Um, but they were in a fight And pretty much that's what you're going to get each and every week.
5: Sure. Now, one of the questions I like to ask each week, tell, talk to me about the young kids that are coming up throughout the system here that we may not know the names yet. But you're like, these are the kids we need to look out for in the future. Because they're really going to shape my program. Do you have some of those right now? You've got your eye on.
10: Oh yeah, we we've got a, a really good crop of um, of linemen: um, Trey Golf, Gavin Smith, uh, Cameron Epperson. Um, there, there's a there's a really good uh, Javon Andrews. Um, there, there's a really good like, Xavier Thompson. Um, these are these are eighth and ninth graders um, that had to play JV this year uh, because we didn't have enough. Um, well, eighth graders had to play JV because uh, we didn't have enough, um, you know, seventh grade participation. I guess due to COVID and the timing and all those things, and then where the program was um, to have a B team, And that really that can cause us to suffer um, not having a you know a middle school football team. Um, so those kids came in and, and, and I mean worked their butts off in the weight room. That like, uh, immediately upon me getting the job, um, they're committed. Um, they're good students. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're in uh, in strength class um, during the day. Um, they're multiple sport athletes, um, which is really what we're trying to push. It seems like, you know, it, here uh, here recently in Rustburg, a lot of kids have become more one-sport, um, boys in particular, have become more one-sport athletes instead of competing in multiple sports. So we're encouraging them. And one of the things that I want is um and have wanted you know ever since my days at Northside is as many kids that you know you if you don't play basketball and you don't um, but you know you can run into a track and really the, the one I really want them to do is wrestle um, mm-hmm. you know get wow. get more you more time that you compete and wrestling's a great sport it it translates perfectly to the game of football you know you're you're talking you're working explosion you're working um you know you're you're working just your, your your physical strength, uh, and, and the beautiful thing about it is, you can't count on anybody else. It's just you, yeah, you and your opponent on the mat. Um, so it's a great sport, um, and and in translating over to uh, to um, to football.
4: Hey, Coach Torrance, this is uh, Jimmy Whitaker. Uh, I have a couple questions, and and one of my questions normally always deals with food. So I'm going to wait for that to be my second question, but uh, the first one when we talked about uh your loud voice and you being, you know, um the type of coach you are, uh knowing I saw you with uh Coach Bradley, who was the louder of the
10: two is the question I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it depends on what you know what, what day of the week it is. You know, you if it's Tuesday, um that's you know, normally offensive practice day. You know, you're getting a heavy heavy dose of Coach Bradley and, and Coach Eric, uh, who's our who's the offensive coordinator at at, uh, at Heritage. Um, then on Wednesday, which is primarily a defensive day, you get a heavy dose of Coach Storr. So it, it's it's nice. a it's a tit for tat. And then, of course, on Friday nights, you would uh it would be kind of split down the middle.
4: <laughs> okay, good. And then my quick food question with the uh, the one year old birthday party that's about to happen is this one year old going to have a cake that they get to
10: go at themselves? Uh, I think what I, my, my wife's, um, sister is a baker. Oh, um, I'm a professional. I mean, she's, she's a student, oh. um, at LU. I got you. Um, she, um, oh, she, I mean, red velvet cake could knock you down. <laughs> um, but, um, she, she made, um, she made, uh, in, in lieu of his first birthday, she made cupcakes I got you. Uh, from scratch that are going to be outrageous. So I'm sure he'll get to attack one of them
4: on his own. I always love to see that. Well, coach, uh, thank you very much. Yeah.
3: Hey coach. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we try to uh, connect with everybody and and I just got a, uh, a shout out from coach. Woody. he said, tell coach Torrance. I said, hello, uh, he's out there listening. So we're, we're so thankful when we got, uh, especially the coaches and the kids listening to the show. And um, I, I want to ask you one question, last question. So, um, you know, you're right on the cusp of the playoffs and, and uh you know, obviously we gotta play out the games today. But um I you know, man, I tell you what, I like your position. I mean, obviously, you know, you'd like to be number one in the region and playing at home and all that stuff, but man, uh somebody's looking over their shoulder. If Russ if they get Rustburg the first game, they better not take you lightly. Uh and, and I know you uh you relish uh no matter what position you're in, but are you got? are you excited? Uh to possibly, you know, scoot in there in the playoffs for your first year.
10: Yeah, we, we, you know, going into last night, we thought, well, one, we 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 thought we were going to win, you
11: know,
10: <laughs> yeah, um, and and and, and that would uh, uh, you know, that would have definitely solidified us in in the playoffs, um, but it, you know, it it could have moved us up to a, as high as five. Wow, um, maybe six, you know, five or six seed. And um, you know, um, you know, 'cause the, you know, like I said, the Seminole's go to win their out of district stuff most <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. You know, unless you're you know, you're us and you're playing the I don't know, twelve times state championship, you know, happen Myx County right. you know, uh, in uh in in week two. Um but you know our, our goal this entire season was to improve each and every week. And um in our system and what we do. Uh and and I uh, I feel like we've done that. You know, I feel like that. You know, we're we're, we're getting closer um, to uh, the culture traits that, that I want to see within our program. Um, we're going to be hard nosed, you know, uh, defensive minded football team. You know, as I've always been. And and, and goal is, you know, uh, you know, just you know, you want to win the football game, but you're going to do it the right way. Um, you'll be accountable within the classroom. You'll be accountable within the community. Um, you'll be a representative of. Of something that you should take pride in, um, and and we're start we're we're headed there, and and um, so if, if we get in, um, you know I, the, the, you know I don't care who we play. I know LCA you know, lit us up in the first half. I'd like to ha- I like to have another shot at that. Nice. Um, I think our kids would like to have another shot at that, and I, I mean, I, and we do know how good they are. I mean they're they're a really good football team. Yeah. Um, but. At the end of the day, you don't get better um, by ducking people. You don't get better um, by, you know, not preparing for whoever that opponent is. Don't know how, much, how great they are. Um, you prepare as if you were playing the worst team in the state, or at the same as you would uh, if you were playing the best team in the state. Because uh, it's really about your performance. It's all about what we do. Not really, it doesn't really matter what the other team does if we do our things correctly.
3: He is Rusberg head coach Bert Torrance um, on the U.S. Cellular Crunch Hotline, Coach. Thanks so much for your time this morning, man. What an awesome, uh, awesome interview, and we really appreciate you and and all you do. And uh, we love that you're you're back, uh, the boss at a, at a team uh, out there in, in the high school ranks. So, Coach, have a have a great uh, rest of the day, and we, and we hope you're in the playoffs. Thank you, sir. I
10: appreciate it. We do as well.
3: Wow! All right, look at that. I tell you, I, you know, Coach Thornton, he's one of those guys that gets me fired up.
5: Yes. He's I, got that voice. Well, he's he got just, that, you
3: know, he's he got just, that intensity. Yeah, he just, um, he gets it. I mean, he get—he understands, you know, coming up through football and playing in college and everything. He he gets how important it is. Yes. And you can hear it in the way he approaches, you know, the way he coaches and the way he does different things. And, and um, you know, I just, I, I think the world of him and I, you know. Um, I I love to hear him talk about, you know, how he's moving forward there.
5: Right. And like he said, you know, and, you know, we talked about it earlier about, you know, the college level, the way points really matters to you and who you're playing and things like that. If they would have beat Brookville last night, Mm -hmm. like he said, that would have shot them up to number five, number four, somewhere in that mix. And that tells you how strong the Seminole District is.
4: You mean little SEC? The little SEC of
5: that, <laughs> you know. But that, but you take a look at the teams they're playing every week. It is. It says something about you mm. know when you lose and you still, you know, gain enough points to get yourself up to right. eight, nine, somewhere like that. That that says a lot about who they're playing. And boy, they're you know they're playing good, solid teams down here with the Seminole. Talking about good. How about the Dogwood Restaurant? Oh. There?
3: They're, oh, a, they're always good. It's always good there, and uh, we really appreciate Keith and Jamie and all those folks over at the, at the Dogwood Restaurant in and What a great place to go eat. The thing I like about it is, you know, you can go all over the country, and you can go to any chain and get the same food. Right. But this is uniquely Roanoke. Sure. And it's at Southern cook Inn, and we talk about it all the time. It's one of the, our favorite places to stop in and eat. And uh, you need to get over there and support them. They support our kids. Yeah, they support our communities. They are hyper local, and uh, we we really appreciate uh, all that they do over there. They support my stomach too, as well. I <laughs> should <support> say. They support Jimmy's <laughs> yeah. stomach.
5: So uh, <laughs> we so. need to get you a shirt. Stomach brought to you by Dogwood. There you <laughs> go. That's there good. you
3: yeah. go. Um, and some other sponsors. I you know I like to call out during the show. Pittman Construction, uh, Walt Derry, and the guys over there. Yes. Fantastic. If you if you have a project up. Uh, Remodel, or you know, just need some work done, or whatever. You got to start with Walton and his crew. Sure, I mean they they will shoot straight. Yeah, um, they're they're perfectionists. I mean they're they're creating a piece of art every time. Right. Uh, and 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 I love that. Yeah. Uh, and you know that for most people, if you if you own a house or you're paying for a house, that's the most uh, that's the biggest investment you'll make during your life. That's and, it. And uh, I wouldn't trust it to. Just anybody. Exactly. So uh, Pittman Construction, uh, great supporters of Crunch as well. The Merrius Group, my friends over at the Merrius Group, um, you know, Stuart Barnes, Jay Harlow, uh, Matt Ely. I mean, all those guys over there are just fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, they're wealth managers that, you know, if, you, uh, if you're trying to figure out retirement and you're trying to figure out, you know, what to do and how to do it. Uh, again, uh, just great guys who get local, right? You know they get yeah. they get and and they're involved in our communities. And the custard stand chili coach, good with anything,
5: it's good, good on right everything. Now. It yes,
3: is, it's good right now. I mean that weather that that temperature's dropping. Exactly. I mean I'll eat it all
5: year long, but right yeah, now
3: that's it. I mean it's calling to me, coach. Yeah,
5: no, that's good eating. And also, you know, want to real quick shout yeah. out Salem Civic Center. We've got Rodney Carrington coming up. We've got a quick message for you here, real quick.
0: On November the 12th, <clears throat> in Salem,
4: Virginia, at the Salem Civic Center, Christmas is coming early. That's right. <laughs> your old pal, not Santa Claus, Rodney Carrington is coming to town. Me, moi, get you some tickets, and I will see you there.
11: <laughs>
5: Look at that. Oh, that's great. Rodney's that's great. showing up, you know. He makes me laugh just uh, listening you, to that. He is yeah. hilarious. It's, yeah. it's Trust me, mature audiences on yeah. this deal. Do not take small children in to see Rodney Carrington. Uh, very good comedian. How about that? Yeah. All right. Uh, great show today
3: so far. Really appreciate it. Um, coming up, uh, certainly we have the uh, five things you need to know about high school football. We're going to talk about the high school games, though. Yes. But we're going to talk about five things you need to know about high school football, the grade eight debate, grade eight poll. We're going to have Jim uh, Hickam in the second hour. Uh, we're going to have Jimmy thing. I mean, we got a lot going on, but we're going to go to break right now. This You're listening to Crunch Time on WPLY. Heiner's bread has been a staple in homes and on kitchen tables for over a century in this part of the country. No artificial preservatives, a low-fat, cholesterol-free food made with 100% pure vegetable shortening. Whether it's old-fashioned loaf, 35 wheat, or 35 white, and that 35 means only 35 calories a slice, choose the great taste of a product from this region, Heiner's. When you're shopping the grocery store aisles of your favorite store, think local. Think Heiner's. Since 1905, Heiner's bread.
5: Hey, Berman Clark here from Munaris. We are an independent insurance agency with a local touch who has been serving individuals, families, and businesses for over 30 years right here in Southwest VA. Why should you choose Munaris? We can simplify your insurance plan while providing concierge-like benefits management. Find out more. Give us a call at
4: 540-563-1005 or check us out at monerisbenefits.com. Munaris.
1: Hey, Ronald. Chuck Baker from Haley Toyota. It's our 18th annual Yes Member Celebration. Yes, we have a great inventory of local trade-ins, certified Toyotas, and Haley Preferred cars to fit just about any budget. Yes, new inventories are at an all-time low. However, we're not taking advantage of the shortage by using market adjustment stickers over MSRP. Come order yours now during our Yes Member event. Yes Member means saving thousands on your next new or used Toyota. And yes, Haley has it for less.
3: Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili tastes good on hot dogs, nachos, burgers, fries, and more. Check out tailgate-friendly and dinner recipes on CustardStand.com. Available at Kroger or a store near you.
6: The NFL Barber Twins for Pittman Construction. A Ronde. Football players know a lot
7: about building
8: Do you like a haircut from a barber that actually listens and gives you the great haircut you deserve and at a great price, I'm Deanna Brunel, and I'm Deanna Phillips, and together we are Mama Dee's Barbershop. We're located right behind the coffee pot on Brambleton. Just look for the 18-foot barber pole. Make an appointment on Facebook or stop in for a same-day appointment. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until 6, and Saturday until 3. Mention Crunch or this ad, and you'll get a free deluxe shampoo. See you soon at Mama D's Barbershop, off Brampton.
12: What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Hi, I'm Jay Harlow financial advisor with the Merrius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. And I can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call us at 540-769-0052. Our office is located at 3140 Chaparral Drive, Southwest Building C in Roanoke, Virginia. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC.
3: When I wake up in the morning for breakfast I want something good. Thomas's English Muffin fills the bill. Taste with a toasted crunch. Original, 100% whole wheat, blueberry, cinnamon raisin, and are you kidding me? Pumpkin spice. Thomas's English Muffins. Wake up to what's possible. All right, welcome back to Crunch, everybody. I tell you, we, we heard a little of Rodney Carrington before the break. Um, we got to talk about uh, certainly the Salem Civic Center. One of our sponsors. Been with uh, Crunch for a long time. Uh, you know, and I- I'm telling you, they always have good good entertainment, good shows yes. coming through there. Rodney Carrington's coming Friday, November 12th, 7.30 p.m. Get over, get your tickets uh, before they're gone. Get a good seat. Uh, go over to the, um, the ticket office at the uh, Salem Civic Center. Uh, and then also, uh, December 3rd, Friday, December 3rd, the Roanoke Symphony Orchestra. There you go. Um, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I, I growing up, I wasn't a big orchestra guy, right? But these guys are good. Yeah, I mean, and it's it. You know, if you can't appreciate what they're doing up there, sure, you don't have any senses. That's it. I mean, it's it's wonderful what we have in this valley and in this community, this part of the state, you the got talent it. we have. Yeah, uh, December sixteenth, Kansas. Okay, a little flashback there. Point of no return. Little dust in the wind. Dust there. in the wind. Yeah, that's right. Uh you know, some of these teams are gonna be dusting the win after the playoffs start if they don't win. So really? That was pretty good. <laughs> there we go. Uh but that, that was uh rescheduled from the spring. Uh so Kansas uh December 16th. And then the Stampede uh Championship rodeo. Uh, January 7th, 8th, and 9th. That's always a fun event.
5: It is. I love going to the rodeo. There's just something about, you know. I like the rodeo clown. Yes. I I need to go over and photograph it. I've never photographed the
4: bulls and all that stuff. Right. Wow. Oh, yeah, need you to need to do to that.
5: You're around yeah. a lot of bull, but there's not.
4: Exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> As a matter of fact, right now. <laughs>
5: right now. <laughs>
4: oh,
3: man. Bless your heart. <laughs> All right. So let's get back into high school football, last night's games. Let's talk a little bit more about them. And we'll start off with the scores. Jimmy, give us the scores last
4: night. All right, Carl. Here's the scores from uh, week 11. George with 27, Fort Chiswell 6. Holston 16, Chohaui 3. And if if that serves correctly, Holston went a perfect 10-0. and 0 which is And where great. did you go to high school? That's uh, my old high there school. So Perry McClure, 35, Eastern Montgomery, zero. Covington, 28, Craig County, 14. Narrows, 56, Bath County, zero. Galax, 41, Grayson County, six. Radford, 42, James River, zero. William Campbell, 34, Dan River, 24. Chatham, 23, Alta Vista, 15. Riverheads, 35, Stewart's Draft, 13. Floyd County, 15, Carroll County, 14, Lord bottetot 70, Stanton River, 7, Brookville, 7, Rustburg, 0, Jefferson Forest, 35, Liberty Bedford, 21, Liberty Christian Academy, 41, EC Glass, 21, Heritage, 55, Amherst County, 20. We also had Christiansburg, 41, Pulaski County, 28, Cave Spring, 21, Blacksburg, 14, William Fleming 35, William Byrd 7, Salem 37, Patrick Henry 13, Franklin County 42, Northside 22, and then North Cross wins with a forfeit over Christchurch, and on Tuesday, Bath County 19, Craig County 10, and on Monday evening, Floyd County 27, Allegheny 19, and there's your scores. Awesome, and
3: then we're going to see Glenvert Giles this afternoon. That's correct. And there's several uh, Saturday games uh, across the state, so...
5: All right, so go ahead, Coach. No, I was listening to the scores there. Um, I want to send a big shout-out to uh, Mark Wheeler and Perry McClure. You want to talk about a team that started the season 0-3, mm. and they, they've rolled off seven straight wins. Ooh. Yeah, no, well, no, eight straight wins. They're 8-3 and three right now and getting ready, uh, you know, 6-0 in the Pioneer. Well, you know, what just a good mm. turnaround from a team, and you really don't hear a lot about them. And But I tell you what, Fighting Blues, you you got to watch these guys because these guys are going to ruin somebody's day oh, yeah. in a hurry, I think. But well, I uh, think
3: Jack Baker's over there now. I think that's where he Is went. it Jack Baker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he went from Rustburg. Uh, when he left Rustburg, he went to Perry McClure.
5: Okay. Well, Wheeler there was their, the for last coach. Yeah, yeah, for there forever. Okay. So there you go. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Catch me on that. So Absolutely. Baker, yeah, big shout out that's to That's what coaches. we're here
3: for, Coach. That's right. Yeah. Always catching yes. each other. Um, great call out to Perry McClure, the, the, they are a a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs for sure. All right. I want to talk a little bit about Salem, Patrick Henry. This was a 37, 13 win for Salem, but I'm telling you, Mike, the machine and I were at that game last night and it was competitive early on. Right. Uh, Got away from uh, pH in the end, but you know, pH actually went up seven to nothing and drove it down the field. They had a fourth down. I got to call out this play. They had a fourth down. Uh, play where they, they sort of they, they throw a lot of tunnel screens. Okay. They threw a wide receiver tunnel screen um and uh the guy caught it and when he was coming down Salem was just about to unload him. three or four guys were ready to stop that. Mess, sure. And he pitched it back mm. to Chuck Webb. Ooh. Right. So it was almost like a hook and ladder. Okay. Like in the first drive of the game. Sure. And uh and Webb man he 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 scored. Yeah. Uh, it was about a twenty-yard run from there, uh, twenty-two yards, I think, and uh, just a fantastic play. Uh, Coach Fiddler is so creative, or PH, and they they really opened up the playbook. Yeah, I mean, we saw yeah. a lot of misdirection, a lot of pitches, and a lot of different things. And and Patrick Henry, you know, they gave Salem fits. I mean, it was a good game. Uh, you know, they knew they had to stop Salem's run game, and they did a good job on the defensive line, the linebackers. Sure, uh, and then you know you got to cover the uh, Salem's wide receivers out there too, and uh, you know eventually, you know Chauncey Logan had a TD catch, right? Uh, Chauncey Logan had a big interception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know um, Salem got a onside kick that uh, resulted in a fumble that they recovered. So you know Salem just does the things in tight games,
5: right? To win, to win. You know uh, one of the comments I heard last night about the onside kick, yeah, it was an accidental onside kick wow. it was not supposed to be an onside kick from what I'm understanding wow. and they got it and I'm sitting there going okay and it, when things go your way they just go your way and evidently he didn't get his foot quite on the ball like he wanted to oh wow and the ball just went to 10 yards and Salem got it and it just it works that way well Salem's got a,
3: another kicker their kickers actually hurt Right. So th- this was a backup kick. He did, did a great job. He's got a great leg. But yeah, I mean, so that's interesting that that's how that played out. Right. Um. But you know, and 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 honestly, this was Cam Lefwich's game. Yes. I mean, you can't. I mean, Cam Lefwich, the fullback for Salem. Right. Uh, Coach Holter at Salem is going to run his fullback. Sure. And he's going to run the ball. And I'm telling you, uh. Right over the center's hind end, he, you know, he takes it right up the middle. Right. Uh, and and if you're a linebacker, and and Patrick Henry's linebackers hung in there and did a great job. They really kept him controlled. But every, you know, just right. throughout the night, just the hammer of Leftwich coming through there, eventually, you know, he got loose. And I think he scored, he either scored three or four touchdowns last night. I mean, he just, he's just a brute yeah. uh, with the ball yeah, in the he, middle.
5: he does the family
3: proud. I knew, yeah. that, was oh, I knew yeah. that was coming. Here we go. Come on now. All right. So, um, uh, and I want to talk about um, Floyd County, uh, Carroll County. Uh, uh, Dave Road Trip Anderson was up there, and Graham Whitaker. Yep. Uh, Jimmy's yep. son was up there covering that game. I'm telling you what, this was a really good game. Right. Uh, Carroll County was up 14 to seven. With I think uh, Dave was giving me the recap earlier today. With uh, uh, less than five minutes left uh in Floyd County got an interception drove down and scored then there was some controversy so you know you had uh it was 14-13 um and it looked like uh you know Floyd County was going to uh go for the tie sure and they did that uh play where they spread out all they sent all their linemen over to one side okay and you just got the center right you know and 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 the quarterback and you know whatever and they snapped the ball and completed the pass to the center. Okay. And Carroll County went berserk <laughs> because you know is the center in that situation an eligible receiver? Mm. Well, well, you did know, they call it? Did they call his number? No, there was a, there was a big controversy, right? And and it was good. I mean, it was oh. fifteen fourteen. Now Carroll County, man, they've had a tough season. Coach Chipman's done a good job, but they have really lost a lot of close games. They drove it down into Floyd territory and just couldn't get it in there but um, i mean you know that's what makes high school football so much sure
5: more. right well and you know we've seen over the years all kinds of different trick plays and things like <laughs> yeah. that and you know i remember you know with the center all you had to do was touch quarterback's hands and the center still had the ball going up through the middle of the field you know and oh. you're going oh okay it was like a handoff to oh, the absolutely. center you know and it was he was gone but you've always had these plays That, you know, and as a football coach, you know, one of the good things in any kind of coach, if you know the rules, (laughs) it helps. It really helps because. Well, but some of them are, you know,
3: especially in high school, you know, some things come up and you're like. Yes. What? I mean, it's wild when there's a disagreement in the stands across the field from the fans. Sure. Right. I mean, when they're yelling at each other across the whole field because they both think they're right. Exactly, Obviously they
5: both
4: can't be right. Right, and I, I think it matters if uh, you say the coach knows the rules, but it also matters if the officials know <laughs> yes, the rules. Absolutely, that as would well. help. That yeah.
5: would help a lot.
4: Absolutely. Yeah.
3: So great game, and, and you know you hate to see somebody lose that one, but um, uh, Coach Beal does a great job. He does. Uh, and yeah. Now, now that the, the stadium or the field's named after him, it's right. kind of cool. Right. Exactly. You know, we're so we're so happy for him. Uh, all right, so Jimmy, you were at the you were at the marquee game. You were at the LCA EC Glass game where LCA won forty one to uh, twenty one, is that right? Correct. Yep. Um, but give us a you know give us a synopsis of that game.
4: Yeah, and a big thanks to uh, Josiah for uh, putting these stats together. So uh, LCA total offensive yards they had three hundred ninety eight yards. Uh, Davis Lane, the quarterback, went six for eleven for eighty one yards. He also was very instrumental with, with carrying the ball. Eight carries, 70 yards, and two TDs. Gideon Davidson, 20 carries for 125 yards and three touchdowns. One catch for eight yards, Caleb Davidson. Um, and then Caleb Davidson had 11 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. And then, of course, you can't, you know, not talk about Jalen uh, Belford. Four carries for 49 yards and also had three catches for 40. And, of course, um, you know, Zach Rice and and Gavin, uh, plugging up the middle and, you know, made it difficult. For for E.C. Glass, they had total offense of 233 yards. Uh, George White, the quarterback, went 16 for 27, uh, 128 yards, three touchdowns, and also had six carries for 15 yards. Markevius Graves Franklin, he had uh, six catches for 48 yards, five carries for 80 yards. And a quick shout-out uh, to something we learned during the uh, interview with the coach afterwards, which – we all said um, it's going to be really important to see what E.C. Glass does after halftime because they were down, you know, 21 or 28 to 14. And so they were down, so it was big to see what they did. And Coach Woody told me that during halftime, you know, he said the coaches got together. They, they talked about their, their strategies. But he said that Markevious Graves Franklin looked at him and said, Coach, Give me the ball at the beginning of third quarter, and I'll do the rest. And dad, gone. He he got the ball, scrambled for a great pickup. So it was just nice to hear a young man say, "Give me the ball." Yep. It was nice that the coaches listened to him, and they got a a, a nice result out of it, which ultimately ended up uh, scoring a touchdown, making it twenty-eight twenty-one. So um, anyway, uh, Lavarius Gilbert's five catches for sixty-four yards and two touchdowns. Eli Wood had two catches uh, for 30 yards and a touchdown. So, um, you know, it was a good game, great game, two two great teams, two great coaches, and it was a great atmosphere for football.
3: Well, and two of the biggest uh, EC Glass fans, Rowan and Micah, out yeah. there are listening to the show, and uh, uh, we want to give them a shout-out uh, from the Crunch uh, crew here. Um, love to hear our young listeners plugging in and tuning exactly. in. Exactly. All right, so we got a couple great interviews. Yes, uh, let's hear Coach Rocco first from LCA.
2: Congratulations, thank you. Uh, talk to me about the seniors, these guys yeah, that you've Eight, 18 kids that have been a—you know, probably as I've said, like five of them have been really starters since their freshman year on varsity. Okay. So we've just caught—we've gotten better and better and better, and and now you know we're, we're undefeated and. Uh, these kids really deserve to, to be perfect, you know. They're nobody's ever perfect, but um, you know, we, we want we want to be as close to it as possible because our kids deserve it and they're prepared. They're prepared for this kind of thing. In the third quarter when Blast came out, scored quickly. What'd you say to him? Well, I mean in in the first half you know the, the couple scores that they they got were on miscues in the secondary, and and we we really felt like we got that cleaned up at halftime, and then they we missed some tackles right out of the right out of the gate in the second half, so there were some things. I mean they're really good. You got to give give your uh, credit to them. They're a really good football team, but um, you know we just didn't do some things that we typically do. Didn't tackle well, blew a coverage or two, and but we we continued to fight. Oh, yeah. We stayed on top, of, you know, you know, able to get the win, and so I'm really happy and proud of our guys. And thoughts, real
4: quick, about possibly being able to continue to win and play here
2: for a championship. Yeah, I know. To, to be I able mean, to a- yeah to secure home field advantage, you know, all the way through is is huge. And yeah. uh, I gotta believe we got a lot of power points beating these guys tonight. So I mean, we're gonna have you know a huge number of power points. So I would think, you know. You know, all the way through, as long as we can control the, our own destiny, we're going to be here. I
3: tell you, Coach Rocco, you love hearing him talk about his team and, and the passion he has. And, and uh, you know, he's a real, uh, he, he, you know, the strategy that he takes into games is, yes. is amazing. Yeah. But he was very complimentary of E.C. Glass in, in the interview. And, and, and you know, he recognized how good Coach Woody's troops are. And, and now we have Coach Woody. Uh, let's listen to uh, Coach Woody of E.C. Glass.
4: The touchdown yes. after halftime yes. was big. Anything you said well, to him? No, no. Well, we got together as a coaching staff and
13: figured out the game plan. What we're, we're going to do to get points on the board. And to be honest with you, twenty-one. Marquise, said, "Coach, give me the ball, first play. I got you." And I gave him the ball, first play, and he almost took it to the house. Yes, and did. then we got in there, and it, they, were, they were tough, man. They outmanned us, and uh, we got inside that five-yard line, and we had to find a way. We got in that bull package, and you know, fourth down it was kind of. A gutsy called a bootleg it and toss it to three. Um I mean, they took away our identity. LCA did. Um we want to throw the football. Um they wanted us to run the football. And we tried to run it and we had some success running it. I could have done a better job calling plays, keeping it like a 50-50 balance type situation, but you know, maybe I hit the panic button a little bit and, and wanted to throw it a little too much the score they had right before half hurt us mm-hmm. and then and then you know we we made some things happen 14's good three's good 21's good we couldn't get the other guys rolling mm-hmm. uh george uh, is, a, is a warrior um i'm proud of him but man we just got out we just got out matched today mm-hmm. How does a game like tonight help you going right into the playoffs? Well, it's playoff atmosphere, yeah. mm-hmm. and this is where we will play if we make it to where we want to make it. And then so the all, the all week, you, you, you feel the energy, and everybody looked at this as a playoff game, playoff preparation, and um, so next week, we've got, I don't know who we have. We got to figure out the. The yeah. Point system and all that. We'll find out probably around 11:30, 12 o'clock tonight who we have, and then we got to dial them in. But our kids are playoff ready. The last two weeks, Brookfield and this game mm-hmm. had playoff. Had playoff atmosphere all about it. And so we, man, we got it. I heard heard one of your assistant coaches telling them, you know, you're zero and zero now. Yep. How does does that
3: mentality really help you, you
13: know, shake this off? Well, hallelujah. (laughs) We're zero (laughs) and zero, right? We we shake, yeah, you got to shake it off. You don't want LCA to beat you twice. You know what I mean? You don't want to, like a heritage game, you don't want the the fall off, the emotions of a loss like this to carry over into the next Friday. And, uh, but, Rejuvenated playoffs, winner loss. It could be your last. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, hopefully, we're at home, get another chance to play at home. These seniors want to go to City Stadium one more time. But man, it is win or go home right now. And, you know, a long time ago, legendary coach Chris at Blacksburg, I think he was six and four. Oh. And they ended up winning the state championship. So, you know, I mean, you got to catch, you got to get, you got to be hot. You got to be hot. We got to get things right um good thing about young men like this they're resilient they'll forget about it and they'll see something else on the plate that's in front of them and uh you know whoever it may be playoffs one and done you're zero and zero right now we have a goal mission december we wanted to be able to play in december Mm -hmm. good teams play
3: in november great teams play in december and so that's where we got to go wow i love hearing coach woody man mission december Look at that. I love that, man. I mean, you know, uh, these coaches are so good, and they're so good for our young people. Um, being a part of these uh, these teams, I mean, they learn so much. Yes. It's going to help them throughout life. You got it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're so proud to be around these guys. And uh, great interviews. Uh, Jimmy and Josiah did a great job there. I mean, yeah. I really enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, uh, we hope to have a lot more of those going up through the, uh, certainly through the playoffs. And uh, right. I want to... Let me talk about one more game here real quick. Christiansburg-Pulaski County. Okay. And this one was tight, 41-28. You know, Pulaski County uh, forced a Blue Demon punt on their first drive, then took it 94 yards for a 7-0 lead. So, Mm. uh, you know, the Cougars got after him early. Um, And that was a, you know, a Chris Gallimore pass to John Lyman from nine yards out for the touchdown. Uh, Christiansburg answered right back. Tanner Evans. Okay. uh, Made it 7-7. Tanner Evans, you better keep your eye on this guy. He is their utility guy. We talk about the uh, Swiss Army knife. I mean, this guy right. can do everything. He, he's a quarterback. He's a running back. He's a heck Home of a
11: returner. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, he does everything, and he's really a load to bring down. He's a young guy, and uh, he just his name just keeps popping up. So I'm, I know he's going to be important in the playoffs. But he had a 14-yard run to, to answer that seven-nothing uh, lead of Pulaski County, and then and then you know Christiansburg puts the pressure on you. They forced uh, Pulaski County into a turnover in the third quarter. Travis Altizer got an interception. And then, uh, you know, Kenyon uh, johnson Buchanan took it in from 21 yards. And they added a five-yard uh, TD pass from Casey Graham to Drew Lloyd, the big tight end for them. And, you know, they get ahead of you. And then it's tough to catch up. But, but Pulaski County never quit. Uh, Gallimore hit uh, Keontae uh, Kennedy on a 38-yard TD pass to get it to 27-14. Evans answered with an 11-yard run. Uh Gallimore answered with a three-yard. I mean, back and forth they went. Sure. But I just want to call that game out because um, there was no quit on either side. And Pulaski County was playing for pride.
5: It, right. And, well, they were also playing for, you know, a playoff position because they really needed that win last yeah. night. Because they, I think what they said, if they didn't get it, Amherst County would get it. And so they really needed that win to uh, get that eighth spot last night. And it just didn't happen. And, look. You you drew Christiansburg on that final game, like you said. It's usually Salem and you know right. Pulaski, but this year you got Christiansburg on that final game, and you got a really good Christiansburg team. Yeah. So
3: yeah. yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, call out some scores across the state that I think are pretty important, and then we're gonna go to the Jimmy thing here. Okay. Um, so uh, first of all, Class Six, uh, Oscar Smith uh, beat Phoebus forty-two to nothing. Phoebus is you know the number one team in Class Three. Okay, Oscar Smith is uh, number four in class six. Yeah. But they beat him 42 to nothing. So that's a pretty impressive win. Uh, Fairfax beat uh, West Springfield in class six, 42 28. And then Thomas Dale uh, lost to Dinwiddie, 35 okay. uh, 21. So, you know, Dinwiddie's the number one team in class four. So uh, keep an eye on them. And, you know, we may, uh, you know, see Dinwiddie again against some of our teams as in class four in the playoffs. Class five. Uh, Stonebridge beat Independence 56-7. Stonebridge is number one in Class 5. Number four, Mountain View uh, lost to Riverbend six to 28-6. to six. Right. And uh, Mountain View's is, uh, you know, number four. Um, so just I'm just calling out a few games that caught my eye. Uh, we talked about in Class 4, Dinwiddie uh, beating Thomas Dale. Uh, Salem, we talked about beating Patrick Henry. Salem's number four in Class 4. Broad Run is tied for fourth. They beat Tuscarora. 27 twenty seven seventeen keep an eye on them e c glass lost uh twenty one forty one to uh l c a they're number ten in class four for us uh warhill um beat lafayette fourteen to seven there you go lafayette was last uh, year's uh, uh, class three state champion that beat Botetot. so uh that's an interesting one uh in class three we we talked about uh well I, oscar smith beat uh phoebus forty two to nothing which you know Again, you're talking about a big team. Uh, LCA, and they're number one. LCA is number two. They beat Glass. Talked about Christiansburg, number three, beat Pulaski County. Um, Number uh, five, Lafayette, we talked about losing to Warhill. Heritage uh, beat uh, Amherst County. uh, Pretty good. And then Brookville just got by. Brookville, number 10 in the state, just got by. Rustburg, seven to nothing. So uh, talked a little bit about that. Stewart-Straff and Riverheads. Mm. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Every year. So Stewart's drafts class two, Riverhead's class one. Uh Stewart's draft is number three in the state in class two, and Riverhead's number one in class one. And Riverhead's got them again, uh, thirty-five to thirteen. Yeah. This was a close game though.
5: Okay. Early on. Okay.
3: Coach is giving me the I'll highlight. take your
5: word for it. I mean, this was <laughs> I'll a close word game. For it. This was
3: a tight game uh early on, and then Riverhead's just pulled away. Uh and then how about um Richlands beat Virginia high? Uh, 35 to 20. Uh, in so those are a couple uh, class two teams. Uh, and then, you know, Jimmy talked about it. Uh, Holston, uh, number two in class one, beat Joe 16 to 13. Uh, and that's a big rivalry, right? Huge. 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 So, um, you know, so anyways, those are some scores that caught our eye um, around the state. Okay, let's get into, uh, before we run out of time, let's get into the Jimmy thing. So... Uh, Coach, let's let's give him a little theme.
11: It's time Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. for the Jimmy thing.
4: It's a wonder I can read this after watching these two guys <laughs> sing the song, but here goes. So my Jimmy thing for week 11 is here's to December. Well, I told you back in August that the senior year would go by fast, and as of this afternoon, the regular season of football will be over. The country... The Crunch team has enjoyed being all over Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the New River Valley areas, taking it all in. For those players and teams who just played their last games, I'm sure this will have been a season to remember. For those Crunch teams still competing in the playoffs, in essence, your record goes back now to 0-0. Zero and zero. Coach Woody last night after the game says it's all about timing for the teams now. If you can get hot and win four, you can be a state champion. He recalled a Blacksburg team that did that in 2016 under head coach Eddie Sloss with a win over Stanton River for the 3A state championship, finishing the season at 10-5. and five. Coach Woody also commented last night after the game that good teams play in November, great teams play in December. So here's to hoping our remaining crunch teams play great, and here's to playing football in December. And that's my Jimmy thing. A special thanks to Bellasinos for sponsoring the Jimmy thing. Please visit them at their Roanoke and Delville locations. Man,
3: and I plan to. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's some some good grub right there. Yes. All right. Great job, Jimmy. Um, All right. So let's go through the five things you need to know about high school football this week. Okay. Uh, Number five, keep your eye on Dinwiddie in Class 4. Number one in Class 4, Dinwiddie has racked up some big wins, including Friday night's 35-21 win over uh, Class 6. Uh, Thomas Dale. And then, they, you know, they beat our Heritage Pioneers earlier in the year pretty good. Mm. So, Dinwiddie is a Class 4 uh, juggernaut we need to keep an eye on. Um, number four, Chuck Pound. Congratulations to Lord Botetourt Athletic Director Chuck Pound, who announced his retirement recently. Yes. Uh, Chuck will be missed. Uh, what a great uh, girls basketball coach he was and a fine gentleman. He does a good job as the AD over there. And you got it. Always very receptive. And congratulations, Chuck, uh, you know, we'll miss you out there running around. I'm sure he'll be at the games, but uh um, what a great job. All right, so number three, Coach Drippington. The kids call Coach Woody, Coach Drippington, Woodington. Or <laughs> Drip Woody. So it's so funny to me because Coach Woody is such a um he he's the nickname coach. Right. And and his guys have finally figured him out. You know, they finally put a nickname on him. They're not easy to say. You know, Coach Drip Woody, I guess, is okay, but Drippington? So, uh, you know, this is, from what I gather, this is a compliment, but it's kind of suspicious because it's tongue-in-cheek. There's some irony there. Uh, So um, they finally get a nickname, you know, to put on Coach Woody, and it's Coach Drippington. Okay. And uh, I I guess that means, you know, you've got some bling that you you bring it, you know, All right. and and coach is uh, he's suspicious that you know. Should you just
5: work in the word bling.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, he's just <laughs> he's he's suspicious around uh, certainly why the why the kids uh, named him that. But okay, uh, that's great. Um, and then glass. I and before I get off glass, you know they've got this cool Facebook show over there by Andre uh, Kendrick where he interviews glass players. It's called uh, Drake and Talk. Uh, pretty neat. Uh, and Jay Fresh, the young man that. Uh Jimmy's Jimmy thing was about last week. He was on there this past week and it's really cool. I mean, he does a good job uh with Andre. So that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, um uh, and something you you might
5: want to see. How do we get on Drake and Talk? Uh-huh. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I you don't. know, that that would make our careers. Yeah. I don't know, man. It'd be pretty cool. Man, we need to talk to Coach Woody and see if we can get on Drake and talk. Well, you know, yeah, you know. I mean, you know, we got to we gotta pull some strings, maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I have to call awesome. Coach Woody
4: by his name,
5: though. Yeah, you no, know, exactly. <laughs> drippington. Drippington. <laughs> <Coach> drippington. <laughs> drippington. <laughs> not Drippington. <laughs> drippington. I said Drippington, <laughs> oh, not Droopington. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we
3: go. Dri- We're having trouble here. All right. Number two, Oscar Smith. So Phoebus, the number one ranked 3A team, took on the Tigers of Oscar Smith for the first time ever and got more than they bargained for. Big crowd of 4,000 watched Oscar Smith wax the Phantoms 42 to nothing. Now, you know, Oscar Smith's a bigger team, bigger class team, but these guys have scrimmaged each other before, but they've never played each other before. But 42 to nothing, they put it on the Phantom. so uh, be careful what you wish for. Mm, right. Um, and then number one, LCA quiets any doubters. Um in their closest game of the year, I think, the Bulldogs of LCA broke open a tight 28-21 early fourth quarter game to close with 13 points in the seminal District. We talked about it. Uh, but how about the Davidson brothers? Uh, you know, those last two scores were Gideon and Caleb. Uh, Caleb's the older brother. Gideon's the yeah. freshman. Caleb's a junior. I mean, you got another year of these two. Oh, yeah. Together. That's it. And Gideon's going to be there forever. Yes, um, but anyways, oh. just fantastic job there. At least four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a long time if you're trying to tackle, it him, is. yes. you know, uh, a bunch out there. All right. So let's go to our great eight debate. Uh, I, you know, I, I, didn't move a lot. I moved a little, um, you know, you get this part of the season. It, it's, uh, it's, you know, for me, it's hard to move some of these guys, but, um, for me, I did listen to my crew here. I put uh, at number eight, North Cross. Okay. Uh, the Raiders in there. Look at you. I think that's a good call. Number seven for me is Glenver. Number six, Brookville. Moved down a little bit. Number uh, five, E.C. Glass. Number four, moving up a little bit, Christiansburg. Number three, I'm, I'm telling you, Heritage. Uh, I, you don't sleep on Heritage. Um, you know, they're, they're one of those teams that people keep looking by. And then number two and number one interchangeable for me really are Salem and LCA. Um, so guys, what do you got for me there?
4: I would just still say not interchangeable, but that's fine. Yeah, no, he's two and one still wow. not
5: interchangeable. Yeah, no, yep. he's uh, he's still on the LCA bandwagon here. So yep. uh, just call him the seen way I've seen him. Yeah, you it, yeah, no bandwagons. no bandwagon. And- <laughs> Two you know, great crunch teams. Yes. And very. Sounds like he's clawing back yes, a little bit. He's coming <laughs> back out of the hole here yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's clawing back out. But no, I'm with Jimmy, though. You know, LCA has really shown, you know, they they deserve to be at number one, regardless of what pole they're in. They they deserve to be number one. Uh, Salem deserves to be number one. They, they are at that point to where you're sitting there going, you know, Coach Rocco, Coach Holter, they've got their teams right on course to win, you know, state titles. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. Um, North Cross, I think North Cross could be a little higher. Uh, I think I'm glad you put them in at number eight. I think they could be a little higher. Um, what do you got them, number one, Coach? What? No, I got them probably in there at six, seven, somewhere like that. Wow. And that's the, you know, that's the thing you're looking at there. But, you know, the thing for me are the teams on the outside looking in to that grade eight. And what you know, because we're looking at Lord Botetot now. We're looking at pH. We're looking at you know these teams going into uh, the playoffs here. And like you said, the season's done. Right, we're done. Everybody's zero and zero now. Now you need to handle your business and go out there and win four straight ball games.
4: And I I will say this, man, I still wouldn't want to play Lord Botetot. You know, I, I wouldn't. I mean, right? I wouldn't. I and I and it looks like potentially that's who Hidden Valley may play. Yes. And that's going to be, that'll be some kind of
5: game. I'm trying to figure Lord Botetide out right now because we've we've watched Lord Botetide go through a season that's been really weird this year. They went through a couple of weeks where they didn't play. They went through a couple of weeks to where they played extremely good teams and lost to those good teams. And then, you know, somebody uh, made the comment to me the other day. I said, well, look what Lord Botetide's doing. They're rolling off quite a few wins. And the gentleman made the comment, well, look who they're playing. They're not playing really good teams right now. So you're sitting there and you're going, wow, what? You know, I'm trying to, you know, a win's a win. You take it any way you can get it. A win's a win. And you hung 70 points on Stanton River last night. Yeah, yeah. You beat somebody last night, you know. And so that's, I'm trying to understand Lord Botat and trying to figure out. But I, I'm with you, Jimmy. I think Lord Bonnetot's going to be a handful in these playoffs. And that Hidden Valley-Lord Bonnetide game looks like that's the direction that we're heading into uh, for this first round of the playoffs. You see how Coach Hides' witnesses –
4: I yeah, mean, he said a somebody, a gentleman, somebody, a
3: gentleman. I, mean, I gotta, it's you know, never
5: named. I <laughs> mean, gotta. Hey, I gotta. I, I mean, gotta, just like my, the witness protection. You know, the I gotta
3: keep my guys. You I know. mean, for all we know, they may be voices in coach's head. Exactly. Tell you to.
4: <laughs> he <laughs> might hear a limit. Tell you something. <laughs> but, some, yeah, that's right.
5: Somebody else. But no, but those are those are. I'm looking at those teams that are on the outside looking in, coming in. I think PH does well in the playoffs because of who you know. I think. Uh, E.C. Glass is going to do well in the playoffs. Like Jimmy said, you know, you take a look at who they're, who's in front of them, and I think they can do well in the playoffs. Christiansburg will do well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're looking at these teams now that you're, you know, in Salem. Every year they do well in the playoffs. It's Salem. That's what they do. Um, but you're, you're looking at these teams right now that you feel like, you know, who are we going to see, uh, you know, Cave Spring, can we get Cave Spring into the playoffs to make, a, you know, a dent into somebody's season that the, you weren't expecting? Right. You know, does night vision show up? So it's it's one of those things that, that we're looking at right now because you just, and, you know, look, the playoffs aren't set yet. Right. We still have games today that need to be played. And, well, absolutely. You know, so points really matter right now.
3: Absolutely. Well, that's all good uh, banter. I, I tell you, you know, um, just looking at Class 4 and Class 3, uh, I mean, class three for us in this area, our crunch teams, is a logjam. Yeah. It's, you know, right now it's number one, Phoebus. It's two, LCA. It's three, Christiansburg. Uh, four, or tied for three, is York. Wow, what a great name. What a great name. Great name, great name of a school. Yeah. Number five is Lafayette. Six, Heritage. Seven, Abingdon. Eight, Bassett. Who right. wants to play Bassett? Nobody. In the I postseason. Agree. Nobody. I mean, uh, you know, they, they played LCA tough early this year. Yes. And they played GW Danville pretty tough. Right. So, and then number nine's Hidden Valley. Uh, Number 10's Brookville. I mean, there's a lot of firepower in that group. Yep. And I think, I honestly think we're going to see some upsets in the playoffs. Uh, You know, up and down the line. Right. I just don't think there's going to be any chalk. I don't think you can take for granted anybody. Right. Um, Especially this year because... You know, a lot of times you get a, a lower seed and you're thinking, oh, they've got a weakness or they play that come out of a weak district or whatever. I just don't see a lot of that No, uh, this year. Mm-mm. And then I'll go up to class four, um, really just to highlight them. Uh, number one, Denwitty. Two's King George. King George is fantastic this year. Three is GW Danville. Right. Uh, four, tied for fourth, Salem and Broadrun. Yeah. Broadrun's one of those teams. They're they're just, they're taking names That's up it, north. yeah. They're going to be a problem for somebody. A uh, six, Matoka; seven, Kettle Run; uh, eight, Heritage, Loudoun County; um, nine is Kings Fork; ten is E.C. Glass. So a lot of those teams are up north. You know, right. we don't know a lot about those. Yeah, teams. we haven't seen them. And uh, you know, I don't care how how good you are. Uh, you know, that mystery of no, you know, not knowing who's coming up and who you're playing right. uh, can really work against you. There's some other teams that. Uh, Western Albemarle had dropped out of the top ten, but you know they've they've got a good season going on. Yeah, Hampton was idle this week. You know Hampton's going to be tough. Verina had dropped right. down into Class Four. Uh, they play Highland Springs today. Okay, I mean that's a big game. Uh, Warhill just beat Lafayette. They're Class Four. Wiser County, um, you know, uh, and then Tuscarora who got beat by Broadrun. They're gonna they're gonna have something to say, and then. You know, let me go to class two here real quick. Uh, Number one, Graham. Number two, Nottaway, Number three, Stuart Straff, who just lost to Riverheads. Four is Glenver, we're going to watch today. Right. Five is Clark County. Number six, tied for number six, Central Woodstock and Stroudsburg. Number eight, King William. Number nine, Appomattox. Yep. No respect there. No. No. I mean, you know, they've just won, what, seven of the last eight? Exactly. I mean, they're at number nine. Right. So and then you know ten you've got Union uh, Virginia Highs in there just lost to Richland so this this is really exciting an exciting time yeah because it's it's one and done
5: it, right and uh, that's and that's the thing like you know Coach Woody was saying and uh, you know this is a matter of you know look good teams play in November great teams play in December yeah you know and that right there if that's not on a poster in that locker room somewhere it needs to be. Because you've got to preach that to your kids now,
4: and that would be Coach Woody's quote, not mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah.
5: But the, but you've got to, you've got to, you've got to preach that to your kids now, because it is it's one and done now. Yeah. Your your season's done. You've earned the right to be here. Now you've got to do something with it. Wow. And if you don't do something with it, guess what? You're sitting home next week, and mm. you're watching somebody else play.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, these these good teams kind of realize that they know what's going on, but. um, you know, certainly you got to look at injuries too. You got to look at how healthy you are. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's one thing to get you know in the top ten and have a number and have a good record. You got to have a team to play
5: the right. next game. Right. Well, you know, your injuries and control your penalties. And we we've said it all season long because we've watched teams do it in the past. Penalties will destroy you in a playoff game, and if you can't control your penalties, you've got issues. So you you've got to take care of your penalties and make sure you're playing a good game. Well,
3: especially this time of the year because, you know, penalties, when we watch the charts on the crunch, if you watch the charts where the coaches grade themselves, yeah, um, you know, a lot of times the, the team that loses penalties wins right. the game. They're right. more aggressive. Sure. The problem is when you get in the playoffs and you start to get the level of competition that's equal to yours, Yeah. penalties works against you. Right. You can lose based on that. Yeah. All right, so we got to go to break. You're listening to Crunch Time on WPLY.
4: WPLY, Roanoke, WPLI, Lynchburg, and online at sportsradiova.com.
3: When I wake up in the morning for breakfast, I want something good. Thomas's English Muffin fills the bill. Tastes with a toasted crunch. Original, 100% whole wheat, blueberry, cinnamon raisin, and are you kidding me? Pumpkin spice. Thomas's English Muffins. Wake up to what's possible.
12: What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor? A volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish? Hi, I'm Jay Harlow. Financial advisor with the Mirius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. And I can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call us at 540-769-0052. Our office is located at 3140 Chaparral Drive, Southwest, Building C in Roanoke, Virginia. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC.
3: Hi friends, Carl York here, your Crunch Time host. In addition to being passionate about local high school sports, I'm also passionate about the good work Boys and Girls Clubs of Southwest Virginia is doing in our community. Filling the gap between school and home for area youth by providing after school programs focused on academic success, good character, citizenship, and healthy lifestyles. Our clubs depend on local support to stay open and available to our families. We believe every child and teen deserves access to experiences and opportunities that change their lives for the better. As a Boys and Girls Club board member, I invite you to learn more and join me in making a gift today. Do so at bgcswva.org. Again, that's bgcswva.org.
4: All right. Welcome back,
3: everybody. It's uh, You're listening to Crunch Time and now one of my favorite parts of the show, the uh, legendary uh, coaches interview. And we've got Jim Hickam today from Northside. So let's uh, give Coach Hickam an ear. I am here today with Coach Jim Hickam, a retired Northside legendary coach. So when you coach, was there a mantra or a saying that kind of summed up your philosophy? Was there, you know, some coaches have you know, maybe it's a word, or maybe it's a, a sentence, or maybe it's some kind of tagline that that
0: you used a lot. Or that, was there any one thing that kind of? Well, like I told you, I am not a computer person. so right. you, you know, if you want to email me, I'll give you Betty James' email, and she will print me out a hard copy. Jerry anyway, <laughs> Jordan, the, who was a linebacker for us. Um, was going to come to the game, but since they postponed it from Friday to Saturday, he wasn't able to make it. But in the conversation with Betty Jane on the line about it, after they finished their conversation, Betty Jane said, um, "Maintain the chain," and he said, "When heartbeat hit." That was huh. that was our our mantra. You know that that we were we had a chain that we carried to ever get kind of like the lunch pellet tech, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and the, and the concept was that everybody that was ever a member of the Northside football team while I was there was a part of that. Chain, and we worked as a team with one heartbeat, and and our remark was we were gonna hit you. Yeah, yeah. We used I used to teach, teach them to jump off sides if you were on defense first play. We jump off sides on the first play and just smack people right in the mouth. <laughs> we're here. Yeah, and then this and point well he did it you know I mean we intimidated a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and as time went on you couldn't do that anymore. Right. Know? It was no longer politically correct or whatever sure sure but football you know football's always been a physical game yeah,
3: yeah and there's no way around it i mean people can they can dance around it all they want they can they can try to make it into different than what it was but i think part of the part of the charm in a way for football is it's physical yes it is and there's a certain type of person that likes to they like that
0: and if you don't don't get into it right that, you know I think, I mean, there's other things to do right that's that's with you know, with with kids, if if you like physical contact, you know, then I'm going to encourage you to do everything possible. But but if you don't, then this may not be. Now, now there's all kinds of things. I have I have seen kids that will go across the field and catch a pass and get smothered. I wouldn't cross the field and catch a pass for love and money. I, that's not my thing. Right. You know. So there's all kinds of courage and there's all kinds of phys- physicality sort of things. You know, some people deliver it. Some people can take it. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. Yes,
11: yeah. it does. Yes, it does.
3: Um, so this is a question I like to ask, and, and this is really just an opinion, but do you think there is one position, uh, in the players that you've had, do you think there's one position that lends itself to coaching? Is there? Do a lot of coaches come out of one spot on the field uh, when they played?
0: In your opinion. Would, in, in, in my opinion, I would say – the obvious choice people would think would be quarterback or something like that, but I, I think it's offensive defensive lineman there is for an, there is more for an offensive lineman to know than there is for most people you know on the on the field. most people have you know just real simple tasks you know this this guy's got to be able to make calls he 's got to understand what's in front of him and tell the guy beside him you know what they' you know what they're going to do and and also a lot of offensive linemen are they you know they they're real studious and they're they're serious about the game and and they like to demonstrate what they can you know what they can do I mean that would be my choice yeah,
3: yeah yeah we we get a lot of people that that have said that a lot of you coaches have said how and I don't think that common fan understands that I mean if you play the sport you understand the the value and what those guys how smart many of them are but um uh, they they make all the blocking calls. Mm-hmm. They they adjust on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know, most people just look at the quarterback and say he's audibleing. That offensive line may be audible, and right. they're they're pairing up. They're calling out guys when they're moving, and right. and, and I think that's right. I think that's a great call out.
0: I think uh, in terms of the most difficult position on field, I think are two. I think it's a linebacker and a safety. To my mind, those are the most difficult positions to play because there's so many things that they have to react to. But I don't necessarily see them going into. To coaching, I mean, they just—they just have a love of the game, they love love contact, but but the things that they have to know are much more than some of the other positions on the field. But they have to know more than their job, right? Because they're—they're are like they got to direct everybody else. You
3: know. Huh. That's interesting. So, um, so I'm curious too. Uh, how would you describe your coaching style?
0: <laughs> how would I describe my coaching style? Physical. Yeah, one of the. Things that I, I noticed like I, I go to my grandson's practice, and I thought, well, are they were going to hit." <laughs> When's practice going to start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, times have <laughs> times have, have, have changed, and and not to say that, that the way I did it was right, but it, it was my it was the way I was was brought up. You know, I I can remember when when I was was playing at, at, at Tech. You know, that if somebody got injured, they just said, well, just smooth it over." You know, and hopefully a trainer, or somebody's going to come out and take care of him. You know, when you moved up, but it, that was the way it was. Yeah, we we hit almost every day. I mean, I I went through practices where we had goal line scrimmage the day before a football game. You know, and that was just the way that you were kind of brought up. So I, I think most of us emulate the way we were were brought up, and and you know you you thought well it it, it worked for us then, so it'll work for for them. And I, and I think you know, I think most of the kids that, that played ball for me would, would say that that would probably be fair. We didn't have a whole lot of finesse. Because one of the things you get a lot of credit for, among the best coaches that
3: I've talked to, is you were well known for uh, your team's lifting weights, mm-hmm. being in great shape and being really strong. And I think, in some ways, you kind of led them down that path because if they wanted to match up with Northside, at least strength-wise, they were going to have to mm-hmm. lift weights.
0: Well, and, and I always felt that was a an natural. There was... Colwood was taken over by the Navy sometime in the 50s because there was a strike. And so the, the government wanted the mines to work. So they brought in the Navy. Here, here wow. Colwood, West Virginia. You know, the Navy guy in the whites, you know, the little jeeps driving around and the flags and all this <laughs> sort of stuff. But anyhow, the doctor that they brought was a Dr. Atkins. And Dr. Atkins was someone who had been an Olympic lifter. And he my mom said something to him about you know about me and my weight problem and everything okay? So he started teaching me how to be an Olympic lifter, and it was it was the factor I think that allowed me to be successful then in football because it you know overcame the baby fat and all that sort of stuff and you know it got stronger and it was it was an edge and I always just felt that it could be an edge you know for you know for our team. Well, let me ask you about let's so let's get
3: into uh, a discussion about the coaches you either. Uh, you know, played for, or coached with, or coached against, uh, and again, you know, just just for our audience, I mean, you can't mention them all. But who comes to mind? Who who are some of the better co- who influenced you the most as a coach?
0: Well, obviously, I think Coach Gainer would 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 be one. But I had a junior high school coach uh, named Tom Morgan, and that was when I was short and fat and couldn't do anything. But he lettered me. And that really made an impression on me, you know, so that when I had kids who, who I felt were really putting out an effort, I never was stuck on a half the half quarters or all that sort of thing. I always tried to reward the fact that you put the effort into it. So that made a big impression on me. And then, like I said, obviously, you know, you know Coach Gaynor, because of his way of, of doing things. Um, and, um, and, and of course, Coach Claiborne, you know, Coach Mosley was a coach when I, I went there. At so Virginia Tech. At Virginia Tech. He was, he was the head coach, you know, so when I went there, freshman had nothing to do. You were a team under yourself. You, oh, that's right, because they couldn't play. Couldn't play, you know. And so then I was a redshirt the next year, so there again. You know, in fact, as a redshirt, I just asked them something. I said, could I just do something? You know, because you just stood around until it was time for you to run the other team's plays, you know.
3: Well, I was going to say, you, you, you couldn't play, but you could play against your own team. Right when you were a freshman in a redshirt. Well, now freshman,
0: you, you played. You had a freshman team. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. You had a freshman team. So you you played a ten game schedule with 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 that, um, and the one of my well, I had two coaches. I had Jack Prater, who was the guy that recruited me to Tech, and then Moon Mooncondy, and both of those guys I think were real influential. You know, to me about how they did things in practice and their attitude towards players and, and that that sort of thing, um, and then, I, I mean, I, there's, obviously Norman Lineberg has, has to be, you know, one of the most impressive people I've ever been around, you know, the way that he was able to, the success he was, you know, he was able to, to have.
3: I tell you, I love uh, hearing uh, Coach Hickam talk and, and how passionate he is about uh, playing, right. uh, talking about his days. And, man, I, I love that story, that story about where, you know, they, uh, they didn't get a year of football. That's it. And they practiced yes. and played each other all year long. Right. And that's Merrill Gaynor. That's, that's hey, you know, uh, yeah, it's great to have fans out there. It's great to, you know, play in front of somebody. But, guys, if we love the game, we'll
5: just throw a ball out there and let's go. Well, you know, and he made reference that a lot of his kids, they would say that he was a hard coach to play for. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they won ball games. Yeah. You know, this man was a winner for years over there. and But, and, but that is, still is. That's the one, you know, if you run up on somebody and you say, well, hey, I played for Coach Hickam, you know, for one of the first things, you know, man, he was a hard coach to play for, but he was a good coach to play for. Yeah. So, I, I like that.
3: Yeah, and you know, uh, that's kind of a badge. Those guys over there that, that played for him kind of feel like, hey, you know, I went through it. Sure. I, I'm, you know, I, I get the uh, tough medal right. because I played for him and, and, uh, and because, you know, he didn't take any, he didn't take any shortcuts. It was, no. I think they probably hit every day. Sure. You know, you talk about teams not hitting after right. the season starts. I think they hit every day. They probably hit each other on the bus when well, going to the game. Exactly. And, <laughs> and, you know, and
5: there's a reason that stadiums and fields and, you know, yes. and scoreboards are named after these coaches. Yes. Because these coaches left an impact on these schools and left a mark on these schools to where when you sit there and you say, oh, Hickam Field, I played for Coach Hickam. This, this was my guy. Yeah. This is, you know, and it just you have those marks that are left by these coaches and, you know, solid coaches, good coaches. You
3: know, it's really cool. You're talking about uh, fields being named after coaches. You know, we've been blessed, at least I've been blessed, over the last 26 years of Crunch. A lot of the guys that the fields are named after, you know, we covered. Sure. Uh, Coach White, Coach Hickam, now yep. Coach Beal. Right. Uh, Coach Ragsdale at Giles. Um, you know, uh, a lot of these guys, which – which just goes to show you what kind of coaching we have in this area. That the community, you know, it's not an easy job. I mean, no. you're going to make half the people unhappy sure. as you're making people happy because you've got to make choices about who plays, what offense you're going to run, you know, things you're going to do. And to, to know guys, know coaches that the fields are named after, I mean, that's, that's saying something.
5: I'll be honest. When they named a restroom after me, a Catholic, that, you know... <laughs> I don't know what that meant, Jimmy. I wouldn't take it the wrong way. Okay, I didn't. I'm sure it was I was honored. There yeah. was a tear in my eye. I was yeah. honored. Oh, wow. Is that why they call that? The...
11: <laughs> easy, easy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we always having fun over here. All right, so let's talk about college football. A lot of big games this week. Uh, yes. But let's start with the, you know, the local big
5: guys. Is UVA off this week? UVA's off this week, and uh, you know their next opponent is Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. So, and also, one of the big stories with UVA this week has been Brennan Armstrong. Yeah, Brennan Armstrong in that BYU game goes down. I'll be honest with you. I was watching that game that night. When he goes down, I'm looking for him to fall on the football, to hit the ground funny, do something. It didn't happen. Hmm. It just looked like he went down. He got back up. The next pass he throws, it's an interception. He looks over to the sideline, and he goes, they're broken. And he's pointing at his ribs. And you're going – how did you break your ribs? I I I don't something happened. I don't know if he his body went some way or something, but he knew he had broken his ribs. Yeah. They take him off the field, the other quarterback comes in, Wolfha comes in, finishes the game up. And then the good thing about this is one, you get a bye week. So you're, you know, you're sitting here and you're going, okay, at least we can you know, and they don't have to report the injury status right until you know just a couple of days before the game or hours before the game, basically. And so right now, UVA's been hush; mm. they've been quiet. But talking with everybody around UVA, one of the key things they've also said is the toughest guy on the team, yeah, is Armstrong, quarterback. So if anybody can take this injury and come back from this injury wearing that jacket and that vest and you know throwing the, that ball. It's going to be that kid. So, but they're, uh,
3: they've got a lot on the line. Short ribs, that's yeah. injuries. Oh, that's pretty
5: painful. It is. So, but they, you know, they play next week. So we'll be able to see who, uh, you know, how they handle
3: that. They'll need him for Notre Dame. They'll
5: that's need for him sure. for Notre Dame. And two, you know, Pittsburgh lost to Miami. Right. So now, and a lot of people felt to really realize that last year with COVID, <laughs> we went into a full league play. Everybody played each other. It wasn't coastal and Atlantic. It wasn't broken up into divisions. So really, the last coastal champion was Virginia. Huh. So they're trying to really retain their coastal division championship. And with Pittsburgh losing to Miami, Virginia controls their destiny. Is,
3: you sound like a UVA fan. Hey, just a, a little, I mean, that's the homework. Football math. homework.
5: Just a, a little homework, you know. <laughs> but no, Virginia controls their destiny here. Yeah. And you know, they still have Pittsburgh left on the schedule. They've got Tech left on the schedule, and they've got Notre Dame left on the schedule. So, yeah. Very good.
3: All right, so let me go around the horn here on Virginia colleges, Virginia universities, and who they're playing. I have Old Dominion at Florida International, Liberty at Mississippi. Uh, Yes, Mississippi State. uh, JMU at Campbell. uh, And then there's big news with
5: JMU being offered to go to the Sun Conference. Yeah, you know, one of the things that came out this week was that the Colonials sat there and said, look, if you're going to make this transition – You get no benefits of anything that the Colonial's doing. How about that? And you're like, okay, well, that's fine. You know, because in college football, guess who's in the top 10 every year? Yeah. JMU. Yeah. So JMU's fine in football. Basketball's where the issue falls Mm. because they don't get the automatic bid if they win the Colonial. Right. So they're going to have to earn their way into the NCAA tournament, and that could be an issue. Yeah.
3: Uh, Richmond at Townsend. Yeah. Um, William & Mary at Delaware, Virginia Southern's got North Carolina Wesleyan, Hampton at, uh, versus Gardner-Webb, Lynchburg University versus Howard on November 20th. Okay. We got uh, Randolph-Macon versus Hamden-Sydney. That'll be a good one. Farron versus Washington-Lee, Emory & Henry at Guilford, UVA-Wise at Catawba College, Concord at alderson Broadis, University of Charleston at Wheeling University, West Virginia Wesleyan at Frostburg State, Glenville State at Fairmont State, West Virginia State at West Liberty University, Bluefield University at Point University out of Alabama, and Appalachian State plays Arkansas State. So, um, you know, we like to keep an eye on those local colleges, and we had a lot of players that, you know, are from those, uh, those schools. Right. And then I just want to highlight some big games this uh, today. Certainly, uh, number three, Alabama versus LSU. Yes. That's a big one. Tennessee versus Kentucky. Tennessee's not ranked right now, but they're much better and Kentucky's
5: 18th, so that one will be a uh, that's going to be a barn burner. One of the things that we also look at is Hendon Hooker, yeah, being yeah, in Tennessee. That's right. So Tech, you know, all the Tech fans watches you know, they're watching this game just to go, "Wow, there's our quarterback. what did we miss?" Yeah, yeah. so yeah.
3: And then you got number 12 Auburn versus 13 Texas A and M, and WVU at number 11 Oklahoma State. So, some good games there. Good games. Let me just quickly go through the top 25. Okay. Uh, Number one's Georgia. Two's Cincinnati. Three, Alabama. Four's Oklahoma. Five's Michigan State. Six is Ohio State. Seven's Oregon. uh, Eight's Notre Dame. Nine, Michigan. Ten is Wake Forest. Number 11, Oklahoma State. 12's Auburn. 13, Texas A&M. 14 is Baylor. 15's Ole Miss. 16's uh, University of Texas San Antonio is BYU, eighteen is Kentucky, nineteen Iowa, twenty is Houston, 21 is Coastal Carolina, twenty-two Penn State, twenty-three SMU, twenty-four Louisiana, and twenty-five is Fresno State. Right now, the the uh, obviously the top four came out for the the playoffs this week. Sure, how about that? I know. How about poor Cincinnati, number two? Right in the poll, can't get in the top four. No. In the tournament. No. Uh, so we what well, we have Georgia, Alabama. Was it Oklahoma, Michigan State? Yes. No, was it Oklahoma? Uh, maybe it wasn't Oklahoma. Was it Oregon? Oregon. There Oregon, you go. Michigan Oregon. State. I know it was an OG. So Oklahoma got yeah. job, too. They got job, they too. They got moved here. out of the you yes. know, that spot. So yep. anyways, interesting stuff there. Um, now, normally we cover a team, uh, a roster. Jimmy, you want to go through one real quick for
4: us? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually hit two, and you touched on them when you were going over at games today. So uh, from Guilford... We have Trey Alexander. He's uh, from E.C. Glass. And then uh, Southern Virginia, we've got uh, four local Crunch players. We have Ty Lowry from Giles County High School, Marshawn Muse from Franklin County High School, Grayson Jordan from Grayson County High School, and Chase Pope, who's also from Grayson County High School. So there's a couple from those. How about that? Nice.
3: I tell you, I love it when our kids uh, in the area... Love the sport so much, right? That they'll go and play anywhere. Basically, you know, we interview kids at the end of the game, and we ask whoever it is, we ask them, "Are you going to go play in college?" Sure. And a lot of them, no matter what their size or speed, when we're interviewing them, a lot of them will say, "I'll go anywhere they'll
5: take me." That's it. Yeah.
3: They love the game so yeah. much.
5: Yeah, and I, and one of the things I love too is watching brothers. Yeah, oh, go yeah. somewhere. Our sisters go somewhere, and that's you know that's one of the things that. You look at that team and you're going wow, you know, if you got one brother and then you get the second brother, what does that say as a coach? That that's that brother sitting there going, this is a good man to play for. Mm-hmm. You need to come on to this school. Well, there's some strategy for- to that
13: there too. There is.
5: Yeah. But it's but it's one of those things too that you look, you know, cuz it's hard to get siblings Usually those siblings are sitting there going, "I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to follow enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to follow my brother's footsteps. I don't want it. And so it always says something about that school that you get, you know. Brought.
3: Well, and yeah, that's it's a great point, uh, you know. And you get these families that are uh, locked into one school for you know, sure, forever. So. Yeah. Hey, so great show today, everybody. Thanks to all you fine folks for listening. I couldn't do it without you. Special thanks to our advertisers. uh, Without you, there'd be no us. Uh, We are humbly appreciative of all that you do. Uh, For Coach Randy, he's Jimmy Whitaker. I'm Carl York, and you've been listening to Crunch Time on WPLY. And remember, it's all for him. him. When I wake up in the morning for breakfast, I want something good. Thomas's English Muffin fills the bill. Taste with a toasted crunch. Original, 100% whole wheat, blueberry, cinnamon raisin, and are you kidding me? Pumpkin spice. Thomas's English Muffins. Wake up to what's possible.
12: What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor? A volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish? Hi, I'm Jay Harlow. Financial advisor with the Mirius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. And I can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call us at 540-769-0052. Our office is located at 3140 Chaparral Drive, Southwest, Building C in Roanoke, Virginia. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC.
3: Hi friends, Carl York here, your Crunch Time host. In addition to being passionate about local high school sports, I'm also passionate about the good work Boys and Girls Clubs of Southwest Virginia is doing in our community. Filling the gap between school and home for area youth by providing after school programs focused on academic success, good character, citizenship, and healthy lifestyles. Our clubs depend on local support to stay open and available to our families. We believe every child and teen deserves access to experiences and opportunities that change their lives for the better. As a Boys and Girls Club board member, I invite you to learn more and join me in making a gift today. Do so at bgcswva.org. Again, that's bgcswva.org.
4: WPLY, Roanoke, WPLI, Lynchburg, and online at sportsradiova.com.
8: If you came across a child struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes, their age, the way they speak? Would you recognize a 13-year-old boy who gets into fights at school?
6: school? Not because he's a boy, but
8: because he's hungry. Or a two-year-old girl who cries all night? Not because she's sick, sick, but because she went to bed without enough to eat. Or maybe a nine-year-old boy who hopes a friend invites him to the sleepover, not Not for fun, just so he can have dinner. Or a 15-year-old girl who goes for walks over lunch so her friends won't know she doesn't have anything to eat. I am the one in seven American children who struggle with hunger. Kids you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am child of hunger in
1: America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at iamhungerinamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our Republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service, it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Virginia Army National Guard, aired by the Virginia Association of Broadcasters and this station.